Welcome to the BAMCAM Podcast with Jack Burnett and Allison Castellano from Eater Financial Wellness, a financial advisory practice at RFG Advisory. In this podcast, we explore how life and financial well-being are intertwined. We'll look into areas concerning motivation and attitude, financial planning, investing, and much more. Our goal is to empower you with the information and resources you need to help manage your money and strive toward the life you've always wanted. So sit back, relax, and join us on this journey of uncovering your true self and achieving financial independence. Hello and welcome to the BAM Cam Podcast with your host, Jack Burnett and Allison Castellano. But today, sitting in for Jack is Adrian Castellano. So I'm Wendy McConnell and welcome to both of you. Thank you, Wendy. Thank you. Yeah. So this is yeah, our so, second yeah, no. time seeing Adrian and we're very happy to see him back. Yes. I'm glad to be back. Thank you. And what are we going to be talking about today? So... Back in the fall, I don't know if you remember, we talked about a concept called the money date. Um, We actually recorded an episode about that. I think it was episode 10, if you want to go back and listen. But dad and I came across this concept in a Wall Street Journal article and thought, yeah, that's a really interesting concept. And a lot of couples could benefit from this money date idea, an opportunity to get on the same page financially. and. Atrian and I made a commitment to ourselves that this year we would go on quarterly money dates. So Monday night, we had our first money date, and we're going to recap it here for you today. Did you spend a lot of money on the money date? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we did go to a restaurant that's not in our normal rotation of restaurants and is a little nicer than some of our normal rotation restaurants. Um, So it was a really nice dinner out and we made sure to get a good drink. And then we were anxious to get home to our daughter. So we brought dessert home to go. We spent a little money, but as we'll get to in a little bit, we have been really good with our money and our uh, number of uh, dates out at restaurants and things of that nature over the last few weeks and months. And, And sometimes I feel like it's okay to invest in yourself of course, and invest in your financial life. And so to, to treat yourself and to find a fun way to talk about money is not Blurt a bad a thing. Just yeah. Blurt, yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So what did we discover on our money date? Get into the, so, nitty- I want to hear all the details. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to the details. Well, our first, after we ordered, And after we had a good drink in hand, we talked about things that we have done well in our financial lives in the past. So we talked about how we are both goal-oriented people. Do you want to explain? Yeah, yeah, well, of course. So we've been really good uh, just in the past of setting goals and trying to achieve these goals, whether they're really small kind of Uh, not insignificant, but easier to obtain goals or whether it's a larger goal that takes years and years to get to. Obviously, there's plenty of those uh, in your financial world. And so we were, uh, we were, we've been talking about this for weeks and months and now years in our, in our past. And this was really the first opportunity for us to kind of go into this at, in a more casual setting and in a fun setting with it being a money date at a nice restaurant and have a chance to kind of see how we're doing at 
our progress and how we're looking uh, toward obtaining those goals. Mm -hmm. So early on in our relationship, one of the things I think about is Adrian, after we got engaged, we moved in together and Adrian had some student loans and car loans that we wanted to kind of take care of. And we set a goal to pay those off really aggressively during that time that we were first living together. And, um, and we, we did that and we were able to pay those things off before we got married. And so I think we've always been really good at setting goals, working towards goals and achieving goals, um, really from the get go. Um, so we kind of patted ourselves on the back for that. We, we talked about living within our means. We have done really well with that. Um, you know, being a high school teacher, I did not come from this profession that made a ton of money. Um, and I spent a lot of money going back into my classroom, providing for students that needed notebooks, paper, pencils, you name it. I was able to provide it for students. Um, so a lot of my money even went back into my classroom. Um, so we've done well with living within our means. And we've also done well with dealing with financial challenges. Our biggest challenge, I think, to date has been um, our infertility journey and our IVF journey. And we were able to pay for that without having to take out additional loans. Um, and that was really, really challenging in our lives at the time. Especially for, you know, going back to the to the goals that we mentioned with regards to paying off student loans and things of that nature. So starting out in our late 20s and now advancing through the 30s, that is difficult for a lot of people that age. And so I think we've done really well uh, with, with obtaining those goals, setting kind of a, a path to achieve them. And then that's something obviously that will continue here uh, over the next uh, 5, 10, 20 years as we look ahead to future goals. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like our first little conversation. We talked about things that we've done well, that we're proud of ourselves for. And then we moved our discussion to focus on our goals specifically for 2024 and things that we want to do better with. So one of my big goals is I want to quit comparing our lives to other people's lives. And so, social media is the big culprit here. Yes. I see other people going on trips to Disney and trips to California and all these fun places. And, you know, I really want to go on every single trip and have all those same opportunities for my family, but I just can't do it all right now. And and so I just, I really need to take a step back from social media in general, but also just take a step back and quit comparing because our life is not everyone else's life. And to be honest, everyone probably puts the best 10% of their life on social media. Yeah. It gives an unrealistic expectation on what life is supposed to be. Cause that's exactly what you see. You only see the good for the most part. You don't see a lot of the day-to-day -day or the, the bad when it comes to social media. And so you see all these extravagant trips, all these great times being had, and uh, you don't see all the nitty gritty kind of stuff. Yeah. So another goal for us is to differentiate better between our needs and our wants. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So uh, there are plenty of people that, you know, they have wants, they have things that they desire and 
You, know, you see it on, uh, you, you go scrolling through Amazon, you go, you go, you go on, on any sort of uh, social media app, you go through the ads that pop up on your phone, or it's so easy to get caught into those ones. So to set aside between what you want and what you actually need uh, over the next several months or several years to make your life better, your family's life better. And I think if, uh, if we set kind of a sight on that, it makes it so much easier to obtain some of these goals and objectives that we talked about earlier. One of the things I think about when I differentiate between needs and wants is I get caught up in walking through Target. All of a sudden, I fill a whole cart up with things that I think I need. Which is very but, easy to do. But it's really just mostly things that I want. And a lot of times, it's not even things that I want for myself. A lot of times, it's things that I want for my daughter. So... You know, we're going to work on differentiating better between needs and wants. Um, another goal for 2024 is we're going to contribute to our investment and retirement accounts more regularly. Yeah. So obviously, when you're young, sometimes that can be very difficult. And that money goes any which way. Of course, some of it goes toward paying your rent, paying your mortgage, but also a lot of it goes toward those wants. And so it kind of plays hand in hand with the last thing there. If you're doing a little better differentiating between your needs and your wants, of course, the things that you need, you pay for the things that you want, maybe make some sacrifices there. And some of that money th can then go toward those other goals and objectives you have set in addition to obviously uh, paying more toward your, uh, your retirement accounts and things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, another goal for 2024 is we want to upkeep our home to get the best return for our investment eventually down the road. We're not looking to sell quite yet, but just making sure that we keep our home up to date and in, in great condition. We don't let um, repairs kind of fall through the cracks. Yeah, where you're going to end up having to pay more down the line anyways. And so simple upkeep. We've made a really conscious effort here over the last few years that we've been in our home, which is a older home. It was built in the 1950s. So things pop up uh, <laughs> and it's usually when you least expect it. Uh, and so it's really easy to push that aside and say, ah, oh, I don't have the money right now, or I hate to put that money into it. But as I think many of us know, if you do end up doing that, it ends up becoming a bigger problem and a bigger money drainer down the line. And so I think we've done really good in uh, making sure that we keep up with a simple uh, upkeep of our house. Uh, and we're just trying to little by little uh, fix up little things around our house, put some time and effort into it so that we can get more return on the house at a later time if we do in fact sell it. Yeah. And our last goal for this year is to gift experiences. So one of the things that I was frustrated with going over our Christmas spending for 2023 was how much money we spent on, on just gifts for people and gifts that I don't even really know if they want. And that sounds awful to say, but, um, you know, I, I know we took the grandparents all to our zoo light safari event and they loved that. And they would have been perfectly happy with that being their Christmas gift with the grandchild. And they didn't need something on top of that. You know, our, Laura's grandparents have everything they need and everything they want already. Um, so they would have just been happy with the experience and the time with their granddaughter. And that was a really, really special night. Yeah, it creates memories that they'll never forget. Uh, and those really are the best gifts. 
So we're going to be more intentional with our gifting this year and try to gift more experiences and not things. And it's not like we can't gift things, but I think a lot of people often fall into this trap of, okay, I have to spend this much money on these gifts that I may or may not like, or the people I'm gifting them to may or may not like, or may or may not ever use. Yeah. And so I think from at least our personal experience, those, uh, those gifts of experiences uh, end up being so much more enjoyable and memorable for a lifetime. Yeah. And I know as new parents, you know, we were a little bit overwhelmed with the number of toys that we were, that Laura was gifted this year for Christmas. We were just like, oh my gosh, where does all of this go? Um, The next baby is going to have all the toys they ever dreamed of having. Whether they like it or not. Yes. Whether they like it or not. So um, we're still trying to figure out where all those toys go in our house. Um, And we're still trying to figure out where some of the toys went. Yes. (laughs) They are easy to lose, especially when they come in multiple little pieces. Um, So yeah, so even for our daughter next year, gifting experiences over things, I think will be a goal. So, and then we moved on our conversation after we talked about our goals for 2024. We ended our money date by determining what our that our next money date would be in April. Yeah. So we're doing them quarterly. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do one in April. And what are we going to talk about in April? You know, that's a great question. There, <laughs> there are a lot of things that we do want to talk about. Um, one of the biggest things for us is that we are looking to renovate our guest bathroom. And that is the bathroom that we bathe our daughter in. And she's almost 16 months. And, uh, it's hard because we don't have a bathtub in there. It's a shower. It was a converted bathtub into a shower now. And so we need to turn it back into a bathtub uh, because we do not have a bathtub currently in our house. Yeah. So one of our goals between now and April is to um, get at least a deposit down for a guest bathroom renovation and kind of start that process, um, start working towards getting that taken care of. Hopefully we can complete that project in 2024, but at least get the first steps done before our next money date. What else did we say we were going to do before April? We also said that we were going to focus on our new normal. You know, we've both left jobs recently, Adrian just this month. And um, so we have more time to spend together as a family, but we also are working to grow our business. So we're going to focus on our new normal. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously something that is not easy going from the industries that we've come from to the industries that the industry that we are now moving into. It's a big drastic change for us. And so we're still getting used to that and it's going to take some time, but we are excited. Yeah. Uh, the future is ours yeah. for sure. Yeah. So, and then our last um, objective before April is to be, very intentional with our shopping, Mm -hmm. still focusing on needs over wants. Um, And I'm very proud of myself because I have not once opened the Amazon app (laughs) on my phone this year. Yeah. So Amazon is losing money on me right now. Yeah. Well, I think they're doing just fine. (laughs) 
<laughs> there are plenty of things on Amazon, like I mentioned, that uh, end up falling into our category of wants instead of needs. Uh, a lot of the things that we do need, uh, we have done very well, I think, on setting those goals and trying to obtain them. Yeah. So, so yeah, so that was our many date. We, those were the things that we talked about. Um, and overall, I think it was a really good experience for us. It was a good exercise. We've always really been on the same page, but I think this would be so beneficial for couples who maybe are not on the same page. Yeah. Cause it's, it's a difficult topic. It's a difficult topic to talk about. And so I think by, by making it fun, making it something on the calendar, but that it's fun. It, it allows you to, uh, to really look forward to this conversation instead of like you've mentioned, you see some of the TikToks out there, uh, where the one spouse is just not looking forward to having the conversation. And so they come up with any excuse they possibly can to avoid it. Uh, and they're this, like mopping the kitchen floor with the toothbrush. Yeah, yeah. 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 So this gives the opportunity to have an important conversation, but in a more enjoyable environment and a more enjoyable setting. And I think it is important at least quarterly to do something like this. Um, I think for us, we are in a good place. We are uh, obviously really good with our money and we like to talk about that with each other fairly often. But I know there are other couples out there that uh, that might not necessarily be the case or especially for one spouse over the other, they want to talk about it or maybe willing, more willing to talk about it, whereas the other is not. And so this just gives that that platform for the two of them to be able to talk about these uh, somewhat more difficult uh, conversations. Yeah. So, and it, you know, talking about money doesn't have to be intimidating no. and it doesn't have to be a confrontational topic either. I think a lot of times you have opposites attract in a relationship. And so you sometimes have a spender and a saver and, you know, in, in our relationship, I know who is who, and <laughs> I am not typically the saver, but because we are goal oriented and working together towards the same goals, I'm a little bit more of a saver yeah. than I used to be. It's a great opportunity to, to find that compromise between the two, mm -hmm. because there are plenty of topics that will come up where you may not uh, agree 100%. And so you do need to find that compromise. And this is the great platform to be able to find and establish that compromise and then work toward those uh, goals over the next three months until your next money date, and then reevaluate and see how you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So we had a, we had a good time. Good and conversation. We're looking forward to April. Yeah. Hey, Allison, I have to ask, how have you been able to stay off of Amazon? That is quite a <laughs> I am really, I, you know, I track our spending and I know exactly how much we spent on Christmas last year. And I actually also know how much we spent on Amazon last year for the year in total. And, um, it was a little, overwhelming that number. And I was like, that's money that could have been put to better use. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't even, I can't go through my house and be like, Oh, I bought that on Amazon. I bought that on Amazon. I bought that on it. I can't tell you right. what it all is. A very small percentage actually is useful, but it's, it's, you know, it was a large amount of money and I'm not going to do that again this year. Well, that, and that reminds me, my husband and I went on vacation in December and we were putting everything on the credit card, you know, then we'll pay the credit card off at the end of the month. And uh, with about a day left in the uh, vacation, 
I looked at the credit card and I said to him, whatever we've bought in each other for Christmas this year, that's it. Nothing else. <laughs> we are done shopping. Because <laughs> yep. it, it just racks up so quickly. Oh, yeah. It does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. So yeah. it was funny because um, a friend of mine is doing dry January and no Amazon January. So these are maybe mm. some things that you can think about doing to try and get your spending in check. Yes. Oh, I'm sure dry January is also a great idea to get some spending in check too. <laughs> then you just have to be careful come February 1st. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Don't overdo it. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So how do people get in touch with you guys if they have questions? Yeah. So if people have questions or if they're on a money date and they find that they probably need the help of a financial advisor, they can get in touch with us. They can email us at info I-N-F-O at eaterfw.com. That's eater, I-T-E-R-F-W.com. All right. Sounds good. Well, thank you both for joining us today. And thank you for listening today. Please like, follow, and share this podcast with your friends. Until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell. Thank you for listening to the BAMCAM podcast with Jack Burnett and Allison Castellano from Eater Financial Wellness, a financial advisory practice at RFG Advisory. To get in touch with us, visit today's show notes or go to our website at www.eaterfinancialwellness.com. That's I-T-E-R financialwellness.com. And please click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Content here is for illustrative purposes and general information only. It is not legal, tax, or individualized financial advice, nor is it a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold any specific security or engage in any specific training strategy. Information here may be provided in part by third-party sources. These sources are generally deemed to be reliable. However, neither our guests nor RFG advisory guarantee the accuracy of third-party sources. The views expressed here are those of our guest. They do not necessarily represent those of RFG Advisory, its employees, or its clients. This commentary should not be regarded as a description of advisory services provided by RFG Advisory or performance returns of any client. The views reflected in the commentary are subject to change at any time without notice. Securities offered by registered representatives of private client services, member FINRA SIPC, Advisory services offered by investment advisory representatives of RFG Advisory, LLC, RFG Advisory, or RFG, a registered investment advisor. Private client services and RFG Advisory are unaffiliated entities. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where RFG Advisory and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advisory services may be rendered by RFG Advisory unless a client agreement is in place. RFG Advisory is an SEC-registered investment advisor. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of RFG by the Commission, nor does it indicate that RFG or any associated investment advisory representative has attained a particular level of skill or ability.